Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck as the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally upon us, and now the glorious month of October has befallen us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans. podcast thank you one and all for joining us today for this episode of halloween horror this is an annual show we do every october to give you suggestions on movies to watch as we approach halloween it's really becomes a daily show when we hit october because we give you an episode every day with a different movie suggestion so if you don't know what halloween horror is we've been doing it for like two or three years now and i myself i do this solo show where each and every day I release a new episode that is a new horror movie suggestion for you to watch as we approach Halloween. So that's 31 days, 31 movie suggestions. And the main purpose of us doing it here is so that as we approach Halloween, we're in October, this time of year, you generally want to watch a scary movie. And we hope to inspire something for you to watch from these suggestions. You know, we we watch movies all year long. Um, We dissect them. Throughout the year, we're watching movies every month. We're doing an episode almost every month, and we're doing mini-episodes. So that's why when we come here to October, we're going to give you some movie suggestions that hopefully spark your interest that you've never heard of or potentially you know, you saw 10 years ago and you, you forgot about it and you want to watch it now. So that's really the whole gist behind, the whole gist behind Halloween Horror. So we hope you find something you like. And just as a caveat to let you know, if you've listened to any of our past episodes or you've listened to any past Halloween horrors, the suggestions I'm making on these episodes are completely fresh. We have not done a full-length episode before on them, nor have I recommended them in the past on a previous Halloween horror. These are completely new, fresh takes of a new movie that we're recommending to you. And as a second layer, what I've done this year is I'm going to be suggesting movies between 1990 and 2020. That's right. You know, 30 years of horror, 31 days in October, I'm giving you a movie from each year. And I'm recommending them in chronological order. Meaning, when we hit October 1st, I gave you a film from 1990. And October 2nd, I gave you a film from 1991. So on and so forth until we hit Halloween on the 31st, where I'll be giving a movie from this year 
2020. And you can kind of see how the genre has evolved or progressed over the years. What was catching people's fancies? What were studios pumping out that they thought people would enjoy? So where does it leave us today? It is Monday, October 26th. We are less than a week away now to Halloween. And this is the 26th suggestion on Halloween Horror. And that lands us in the year 2015. So just five years ago, what is the movie I am suggesting? And the, the movie I am suggesting is... The Gallows. Now this is pretty fresh in your head. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but at least I feel like you've heard of it. Uh, It's a 2015 American found footage, supernatural horror film, written and directed by Chris Laughlin and Travis Clough. And the film stars Reese Mishler, Pfeiffer Brown, Ryan Schuess. And it was released in the United States by Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema in July of 2015. If you do not know the synopsis behind the gallows, here's just like a quick logline of what the film was. 20 years after a horrific incident during a small town school play entitled The Gallows, students at the school uh, resurrect the failed show in a misguided attempt to honor the anniversary of the tragedy, but soon discover that some things are better left alone. So that's the synopsis is, you know, you have these kids and it's a found footage film. Uh, so if you don't know, like Paranormal Activities, The Blair Wish Project. And they go into this school. And it turns out that it looks like the spirit of the, the person who was killed still haunts the schools. You see a, a hooded figure inside the school as well. And it seems to be haunted um, by the spirit of that, that evening. And from the, the, the log line or the tagline for the movie, you know, you could, every school has its spirit. Ha ha ha, hearty har har. Anyway... When I saw this film, I was kind of interested in the setup and the premise of it, but it really kind of falls flat. I still recommend it because it kind of gives you the vibe of what was the trend in these mid to in the mid the mid tens or whatever you want to call this, the teen years of two thousands, two thousand ten to two thousand and twenty, where paranormal activity had just kind of occurred, and that was a found footage. Uh, spirit, supernatural spirit film, if you will, and it made a huge return on the budget. And people were were scared by paranormal activity. I remember it was a huge hit when it came out. And the Gallows was definitely trying to just piggyback on that attempt. It was found footage. It was a super cheap budget, and they knew that if they just flipped the script really quick, had like four actors in here, it's one set, they could definitely make a huge profit on it. And 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 that's the the downside of it is if they would have you know checked out the script a little more, given a little more effort into it, it could have been uh, a scarier movie, it could have been a better horror film, but it really just looked like a cash cow, where they tried to push this out as quickly as they could and kind of piggyback on the success of the Paranormal Activity series. And with that being said, the found footage became more and more popular at this time, and I just don't think it works that well anymore. I think the Blair Witch Project was the pinnacle of it, honestly, and that was one of the first times it was used, because people believed that it was real and that was part of the marketing was that this was real found footage this is people in real life and that's what scared the shit out of people you come to learn that you know it's it was just a filming technique and now you know that's the film technique i i think it fall i think these movies fall flat because you know these are actors and they are literally just set up to do jump scares character development is like super weak in these films uh, because you just have to rush into the, the plot, get to those jump scares of, you know, flipping the camera around really fast, seeing a door slam, seeing someone get pulled away. 
there's no tension there's no suspense um and that that does definitely go for the gallows i think it's just a setup for some jump scares and it i didn't really care for a lot of the characters all that much uh, which is a you know thumbs down to the gallows but I, I will give it credit in one regard you know this is found footage that there were two different cameras going during the film from the characters and you know two when they got split up they had, you had a set of characters filming something you're watching them and then you might hear something off screen and you're like what the hell is that what's going on well they would cut to the other camera the other found footage camera later and then you would see that commotion play out and so to the gallows credit I will give it that um, that was an interesting film technique to use with the found footage but overall it was just a, a vessel for jump scares but it, I think it succeeded in what the production company wanted to do at a hundred thousand dollar budget 81 minutes long and came out of the box office as 43 million they crushed it they made back all their money and then some which then led to a sequel the gallows 2 sorry the gallows act 2 uh, which I believe was released not too long ago um, 2019 just a year ago almost to the date in October 2019 on demand and digital and in some theaters uh, I don't think that one did quite as well as the gallows but yeah that is my suggestion for the gallows if you are looking to watch it i knew it was on netflix at some point i, I don't know if it's still there I, I did not see it on huluween on hulu but it's on amazon prime to watch itunes google play and voodoo for rent if you'd like to check out the gallows and it's not on shutter um double check me on that but the last time i looked it wasn't on shutter as well unfortunately but also in 2015, what other horror movies were, were out on release? This year you get Sinister 2, I believe. Sinister 2 came out. Uh, the Poltergeist remake with Sam Rockwell. Uh, I did Poltergeist as a recommendation last year, but the original. So that was 2015. Uh, let's see what else is here in 2015. Crimson Peak, the Guillermo del Toro film. The Hallow, not The Gallows. Bone Tomahawk, if you consider that horror, there's a really grotesque scene in that, and that stars Kurt Russell. The Ghost Dimension for Paranormal Activity, I believe that's Paranormal Activity 5, but I, can, I don't remember for sure. Check me on that, any huge Paranormal Activity fans. Uh, Martyrs came out, which I believe I mentioned on this podcast, um, and Krampus, which we have done on this podcast, and The Invitation, which we've done on this podcast. So that was 2014 horror. Uh, sorry, apologies. 2015 horror and other movies that came out, like The Gallows. But other than the horror genre, you know, what was going on in the world? Um, what was influenced maybe the movies we saw or, or stoking some of our fears? One thing that occurred uh, in this year, former New England Patriots star Aaron Hernandez was found guilty in April and sentenced to life in prison without parole after killing... Um, an individual who was dating Hernandez's fiance's sister at the time. Uh, the case turned into a family drama as both Hernandez's fiance was granted immunity for her testimony and her sister took turns on the witness stand. Um, that occurred um, in 2015. The Supreme Court made a landmark decision in June voting to allow same sex couples to marry nationwide. The 5 to 4 decision was praised by many, including President Obama, who called it a victory. For America. And I will leave it with that, at that for events of 2015. And I will conclude this episode. But please 
Uh, join me tomorrow where I'll be going over a film in 2016. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson. And I'm in the shadows.